1: Blob
4: Talk Radio Real Sporty Guy You're all
1: right now, with are in the game People's Radio
5: It's all a in your headphones Allow me to hit the news
3: The illustrious Sweet man Mark is the game changer The seventh Jackson The will The ill Executive He's like, he's like Shug Knight without the anger management issues Bill T, the sports, P-A-C This dude is coming like at all angles got, He's got all the bases covered uh, There's not a whole lot about sports this brother don't know
1: Can you dig it?
3: Featuring Ray, Justice, Page, Eric, Campbell. RNC
4: fam is like,
5: woo.
1: Now I I blame it on Nintendo. <laughs>
3: never definitely a gin party around here. Definitely a gin party. Don't bring any Kool-Aid.
4: It don't get no better than this, baby. I want winners. You guys act like this. Pick it up a little bit. Okay? Get your chin up.
1: Smile.
3: I can be beat. Don't get no more real Welcome to the Real Sports Guys or Real Guys Talk Real Sports, RSC, Gay Radio. I'm your host, Marcus the Game Changer, and one-third of the illustrious Street Man booth. We are back and in full effect. Before we get into the proceedings this evening, I'd like to say you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. And we appreciate your patronage. R S G is brought to you by Resistance Digital Solutions. We got a slamming show planned for you tonight. But before we get into all the nitty gritty the the dirty thirty of what we got laid out for you all, let me introduce my comrades. To my right, I got my man, D Wills, holler at the people. All I do
4: is win, win, win.
3: Yeah, it's time. It's
4: turning time. Yeah, get your money right. Like, Geico, get your stuff right. I'm here tonight to drop that knowledge. Yes, sir. That's what we call uh, Yeah, Phil T. got, like, uh, uh, Janitor State going to the Final Four. I'm just trying to figure it out.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Malcolm X College, right? (laughs) Every every, every urban community got a Malcolm X College.
1: (laughs) They got no squad, though.
3: (laughs) I don't know if they got a team. But everybody got a Malcolm X. That's it. Hey. We're gonna keep it rolling. It is that time of the year. You know what I'm saying? It is basketball Christmas as we like to carve it around East Park. So, you know, we go we, we we all amped up. The crew is hyped. We got everybody fired up. So I gotta throw on a little NWA to bring in my man. Feel T Sports P A Z. What's happening, Captain? It is definitely a gin party. It is definitely a gym party. (laughs) Don't bring no (laughs) Kool-Aid. Right. That's right. Yeah, well, we got the beat blazing. We got a special guest. As I said before, uh, the Real Sports Guys that brought you about Resistance Digital Solutions. We got the CEO, the Executive Operating Officer in the house of Resistance
2: Digital Solutions,
3: LR. How you doing, bro?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me again, guys. And all I want to say right now, just to start it off, is that I smell a whole lot of bad in this tournament. Uh, (laughs) Yeah,
3: yeah, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. So why don't we go ahead, since since L.R. hit us with the preemptive strike, (laughs) right? Let's go ahead and jump into tonight's uh, intro to let them know. This is where we give you a quick and dirty rundown of everything that we have in store for you this evening. So let's go ahead and get into it. First off, in the funky editorial, actually, before we get into the funky editorial, we got L.R. in the house. L.R. is going to get y'all up to speed on the uh, Resistance Digital Real Sports Guys Tournament Challenge that we do every year. It has become an annual and and most anticipated event on the RSG calendar. So L.R. is in the house. It's basketball Christmas. He's going to get us set up with the tournament so we can go through the gauntlet and see who comes out on top. All right? We're going to get into that. Then we're going to get into the funky editorial where we will break down our philosophies, like KRS1, my philosophy. But our philosophy will be on bracket dynamics, right? You know, Joey, Joe Lenardi, you know, with the weird hair, short guy with the weird hair, he's got the whole bracketology. we off that. we we take it to another level. We got bracket dynamics, right? We got bracket dynamic theory. You're about to go into a PhD level seminar on how to set your bracket up. All right, so the real sports guys are gonna hit you off with that. Then in the five on the black hand side, we got a special NCAA tournament edition. We're gonna answer some questions about the tournament. Which number one is going out? Which five through nine is a threat? Which ten seed might make the tw- uh, double digit seed might make the Sweet Sixteen? We're gonna get into all of that in the five on the black hand side. Then at the end of the show, we're gonna come with a big reveal: the Elite Eight, the Final Fours. And the championship games and the champ from the Real Sports Guys. We're gonna to get you to the lowdown tonight. Have you all set up for tournament season? You can get your bracket nice. Make sure you download the podcast at realsportsguys.com. dot com. Get this podcast, go through it, study it. Again, this is basketball. This is bracket dynamics nine hundred. Right? Graduate level coursework right here. All right? So let's go ahead. L R, we got you in the house. How you feeling, man? How you feeling?
2: Well, I mean, I guess I'll just talk to you a little bit about these brackets. This is probably the craziest year, I mean, from my perspective, to pick teams because I think all of the seedings on this bracket sheet don't even matter. I mean, I can see everybody making it to at least the Elite Eight. So, this is one of those, you know. Phil kind of took my thunder without me even saying anything. But this is one of those years where I'm going to pick with my heart, and I'm just I'm, I'm going to root for the teams yeah. that I want to win, not for the teams that I think are going to win. Because we all know who's going to win this tournament, who should win this tournament, but the first, second, the real first and second rounds, and the six, sweet sixteen and the lead eight. That's where the tournament's going to be at. I mean, the rest of the stuff I don't even care about. <laughs> so um, it's going to be a pretty good tournament. I'm looking forward to the first weekend for sure.
3: Okay, okay. Now let's get into the RSD Digital Tournament Challenge. Uh, you sponsor this great event every year, um, and we always have some great prizes for our listeners who get in, and who enter. Into the tournament. You want to, yeah, maybe I should pass. I'm going to pass this off to D Will because you got the details, D Will. So you and LR go ahead and break down the tournament structure, where folks can go to get logged in and get signed up for the tournament, submit their bracket, and then what do we have in store for the winners this year? D Will, take it away.
4: Well, I'm excited. First of all, you know, I want to thank LR and uh, Resistance Digital Solutions for supporting us all these years and particularly with this, this tourney challenge. Um, it's our way. To really engage uh, with our listeners and folks, uh, we've had some really good people engage in this tournament. Some notable folks have participated in this tournament um, and uh, uh, gotten a lot of fun out of it. What's great about this tournament is the key is you got to outdo us. You have to outdo us. You have to outpredict us. This, this is not just. This is more than bracket of integrity. You just better be good because you <laughs> take the top couple spots. We're knocking you out the money see this is this is like this is like this is like the tourney version of the fight club. We're just not gonna let you have it. We're gonna elbow you on the way to it, and if you can outdo us, then there's some goodies for you at the end of the road and We've had some really good folks uh win over the years, and l r always goes into the lab and digs up some stuff to make the the tournament uh uh a great opportunity and add some spice into it. So um, we're trying to improve it. We try to we move from to our own platform. We're trying to work that each year. We're trying to add something new to it, and uh, we're just happy to have LR here tonight to to talk to you a little bit about what he has in store for those folks who are lucky enough to survive the gauntlet. If they don't take an elbow from Game Changer or get a little trip from Phil T or get in the back by me on the way to the Final Four you might last long enough to get one of those first, second, or third places or the prizes. All right, L.R., I'm going to hand it over to you. All
2: right, so this year uh, we're going to start off with the third place prize. Uh, The third place prize is a $25 gift certificate for any product or service that Resistance Digital offers. Now, let me tell you, folks, don't underestimate this. Like D-Wheels can tell you, A few other people will tell you that, you know, know us well. I will come to your house, dog. I will come to your house, and I will fix you up with whatever you need. You got a computer that's acting silly, you give me a call, I put that gift certificate towards whatever service I'm giving you. So don't underestimate that prize. It's awesome. Uh, Second place um, is going to be a 7-inch Google tablet. Uh, If you don't have a tablet, There isn't a reason why you shouldn't have one nowadays. They're great. They're portable. They're powerful. I mean, a lot of these things we hold in our hands are more powerful than some of the huge systems a few years ago. So that's another great prize that you can use on the go. And the first place prize this year is a brand-new 23-inch HD monitor. Uh, It's actually from Toshiba and I've had great success with these, and I'm sure anybody uh, who's going to win that prize is going to get some good use out of it. So I want to wish all participants luck, and uh, I'm going to be grabbing your jersey on the way to those prizes, so you better make sure you come with it.
4: And the thing about it is we pay up. So all the folks who won and received their stuff, it's some nice stuff. And uh, Eli, again, thank you for being part of this. Let the games begin.
3: Back to the game changer. Yes, sir. We are going to let the games begin. So make sure you go out and get signed up. Uh, get signed up for the for the challenge for the Real Sports Guys for this is digital challenge. Again, those prizes are all slamming. LR, again, he comes in and he gets you hooked up, right? He gets you set up nice, for whatever it is that you need. So make sure you get signed up for the challenge. Hey, um, uh, game,
4: changer. You... In, in, in game Changer, let me let you know. They go to realsportsguys.com, and right at the top of the uh, of the website, Click on there's a there's a button for you to click takes you right to the to the challenge realsportsguys.com.
3: Lovely, lovely, perfect, perfect. So now you know what you need to do. It's on you. Either you get in or you get left out, and you got to get in before the doors close. Doors close on Thursday morning, so make sure you get to get everything you need to get submitted. Get your bracket right. Get your bracket tight by Wednesday night. All right, so you ain't got nothing to worry about Thursday morning. You can't be rushing around your house with toothpaste in your mouth trying to figure out where your where your tablet is or your computer is and so you can get the bracket. Submitted. All right, get that taken care of. That's early. a bad look. All right, that's a bad look. Now, but before you get your bracket right, the, the real sports guy's got to take you through, again, this is Bracket Dynamics 900. Right, This is a graduate-level seminar on bracket dynamics, chaos theory, all those things wrapped into one. Murphy's Law, all of that, wrapped into one. Right, wrapped in one course. All right, and we're gonna give it to you about thirty minutes. <laughs> so, as we as as we start thinking about this, fellas, each of us has won, um, and has had success um, with the bracket, <laughs> Right. Yeah, okay. Well, each of us has won. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe not so much a PhD, but he's a threat nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> even a broken clock
4: rock, is right twice a day.
3: He he <laughs> hey, even a broken <laughs> clock is right twice a day, baby. Daisy wow. said it. Even, even a steak. Even a garbage can gets a steak.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so hey, we got our man PhD. We got D Wheels. We got the game changer, We got LO. We've all been in the money at some point or another when it comes to picking brackets. Now, we also all have some tried and true philosophies that we stick to, and that is what this is about. You know, we're not. this isn't bracketology where we're trying to figure out who's going to get in the tournament. We're going to tell you how to win your bracket, right? We're not going to talk about uh, uh, Kentucky this or Arizona that or, you know, Notre Dame this. We're going to talk about team-specific characters that you need to look for, in particular teams. Now, there are certain teams that embody these characteristics, and you're going to see us who move those teams forward in our bracket because we all know March is all about surviving in advance. So, fellas, let's start with you, PhD. PhD is the is the... um He is the dude that comes in with the flip-flops and the Crocs on to the scientific convention, right? He's teaching his class, you know, it's some cut-off shorts with some Crocs, you know, he's got on a Grateful Dead t-shirt, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: you know he's got an advocate up on the desk. <laughs> you know he's got some. He's got an advocate next to a uh, next to a tablet, and he's he's working some algorithms and whatnot. And he comes out with some cool <clears> stuff. <throat> but usually, usually there's some gems in there. So what do you got for this PhD? Right. right. I mean, if you think about it, a dollar, a dollar
0: has four quarters in it.
3: And I'm going to give you
0: four gems each year, but you have to figure out which of those quarters are counterfeit. So last year, (laughs) last year I said Dayton was going to make the elite eight. That was the real quarter. But then there was some other counterfeit stuff. Western Michigan was going to make the sweet 16. That didn't happen. Uh, A one seed was going to lose. That, you know, so you got to, you got to kind of figure out what I'm trying to throw out there. But here's my general philosophy. When you look at the four, five, and six seeds, okay, there are 12 of them throughout the tournament amongst the four regions. I believe that at least of those 12, I think at least four or five of them will lose in the first round. So essentially... I go through those 413, those 512, uh and those 611 matchups and I just try to figure out okay, which of these 12 teams, you know, which four or five of these 12 teams are going to lose. That's the first thing I do in all my brackets. Okay. All right. All right. So That's you're going it. through and you're That's looking
3: it. at those 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 bracket tippers. I like to call those 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 are the games that tip your bracket. This, you know, I coach girls basketball in this season. This year, my team was a 12 seed, and we took on five, and we knocked them off. Then we took on the four, and we knocked them off, all right? So those five 12 matchups, you can get a really good team, a, mid, a strong mid-major in that 12-13 spot against a, a, a solid uh, high-major squad, and the matchup can just be terrible, right? You got, yep. you know, those mid-majors, they they have a lot of six-foot-six centers, right? And the high majors, they get the trees. They got the 6'9", six, 6'10", six, guys, and those guys got to come out and guard, you know, those perimeter-oriented mid-major teams where everybody's 6'6", six, six, everybody's 6'5", six, you know, and, and and matching up. Or you get a matchup where you got a crazy score from one of these mid-major conferences I lost Steph Curry in 2008, and they just light up the joint. So I like that I like that theory. So again, check out the five twelve, check out the four thirteen. That's where I would say you're looking at your upsets. Great again, dropping gems. Dropping gems. My again, second don't don't my second and last Go ahead. my my second and last
0: thing I always do is I look at these teams that the uh the pundits really were very critical about either them getting too high of a seed or making the tournament. So for me, this year, it's Texas and UCLA. I think both of them are going to advance to the first round. Um, We'll see, but, you know, I just feel like, like when you're dealing with a team and when you have a lot of people being critical, I think a lot of coaches can garner that in and say, hey, listen, all we have is the 14, 13, 12 people in this room. And so this year it's UCLA and it's uh, uh, Texas. I think they're going to make – I don't know about a run, but I'm going to put them
3: past the first round. Okay, so UCLA, Texas, some big-profile programs. When you talk about Texas basketball, Texas anything, really – Anything in that athletic department usually pretty high profile. And then in basketball, you're talking UCLA, you're talking about basketball royalty. Um, so those programs do have a pedigree, and, you know, they are lower seeded this year, a little bit down than they usually are. So those are programs that P.A.C. is you need to watch out for. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Again, this is P.A.C. level stuff, ladies and gentlemen. All right. I want to get my man P. A. A. P., uh, D. Wills. D. Wills, give me your uh, – your your theories, your your chaos theory, your, your Murphy's Law, you know, and break it down, you know what I'm saying, your Robin Hood theory. How 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 do you go about picking your bracket?
4: I got three that I uh, that I'd like to, to to share tonight. Um I'm in my Dr. Jackson voice right now, my, my advisor that you know, he's a he he, he uh it, you got me feeling like this, I feel like I need to imitate my advisor. And so, um one of the things I, I got this my first rule is can you win ugly? I call this my Spartan rule. There are games when you, you can if you're gonna make a run. There's games when you don't shoot well, but are you the kind of team that has demonstrated you can defend and get junk buckets and you compete? So example of that would be what Wisconsin did against Michigan State on Sunday. Things weren't going well, but you you have a way where you can even then when it's not going, you find ways to. To battle back. That's why you know Spartans made a living on that. Izzo's made a living on that. Uh, that rule where they, they always have a team that get up on the glass. They, they. If you look looking at something, do they offensive rebound? Do they get up on the glass? Because when you're not shooting well, you need to find other ways to make things happen. And those teams who will demonstrate that over time, the team that I would pay attention to. My second one is, do you have a style that you can't prepare for? On what I call the turnaround game of the weekend, so this is one that I, I would call kind of the Wisconsin rule, one of the things that you know they're a hard team to play on that weekend because you got to you got to figure out how you are going to adjust to a style, or um, VCU when they had their run. There's, there's a style that you just can't practice for in 48 hours, and then and then my my third one is uh, what I call, do you have do you have that backcourt that can put you in the mix, or do you have that go-to player that can cause nightmares? You know, so, uh, you know, you know, Kentucky backcourt that can can, can can cause some problems because they're not afraid to, to, to get in their paint and they can get wherever they want to go. Or, or Frank the Tank, this is a guy you just can't figure out or tuttle that can, uh, that, that can cause you match-up nightmares because it's hard to figure out where they might be on the floor. And so those are those are three areas that I try to look at, and then when I'm, I'm trying to analyze, particularly the uh, the five twelve or the twelve five or some of those other upsets, those are the teams that tend to make those kind of runs. They they do some of those things that um, cause you problems at tournament time.
3: Excellent excellent analysis. I like I like what you gave us. Um, you talked about the matchups. Matchups are so important, and when you go into matchups, you got to go beyond just, you know, this guy, this guy. you got to go into, as you said, do they have a big who can shoot? Do they have somebody who changes, a guard who can post up, somebody who does something out of the ordinary that it's hard to game plan for and it puts other guys in positions that they're not used to being in? Again, this is a one-and-done situation, so you don't have a week to prepare necessarily because you're preparing for three teams, right? You're preparing for the team you face, and then the two teams you might face in the next game, and in some cases, three teams, you know, or four teams. You know what I mean? Because if you got one of the, if you got to play an opponent, somebody that's gonna play tomorrow night in the quote-unquote first round, then you got to go against, you got to play for two teams there, and then two teams on the next night. So as you said, those turnaround games are really important. And style again causes issues. Different slow down pace, or so they play real fast, or they shoot a lot of three, or they run something quirky, or you know they just do different things and put pressure on you in different ways. You're spot on. You're spot on. All right. Now we got <clears throat> we got LR in the house, and I want to get his. I want I want him to break down his theory because LR has got a lot of hardware in the closet at home around tournament brackets. So, LR, what's your theory? What, share some of your theories, um, some of your ideas
2: around how do you pick your bracket. It's pretty simple uh, for me. <laughs> I do it. I do it on a, a three three point basis. Okay, the number one point, NBA talent. Whoever got the most NBA talent on their team is probably going to win this tournament. Number two, guard play. If you got two top notch guards who can control the games, they're those teams tend to be successful more times than not. And the third point is that. Sometimes it's just sheer luck on where you're seated and who you're playing. So when I look at a bracket, you know, at first I weed out the NBA talent teams and I say, okay, y'all going to make it far. And I'll take one team like a Villanova or Kentucky or whoever I think is the top team at that time, and I'll push them all the way through as far as I think they're going to make it. And then I'll do that with the next team that I think is the second best. And then I do that with the next team that I think is the third best. And then I kind of fill out the rest as I go. Um, one thing about this year though is that there I mean, realistically, this is one of the down years for talent in college basketball in my opinion. So it's kinda of hard for me to stick to my rules. So I guess the the tiebreaker for me is just strength of your conference. Because with all of the restructuring of conferences around the country, I mean, it's hard to judge how good a team really is. I mean, most of the time people just look at the record and say, okay, well, these guys must be pretty good. But now that the conferences got kind of shuffled, you really don't know. And it's real hard unless you watch a lot of basketball. So to be honest, besides the teams that I think are actually legitimately good, I'm flipping a coin. And it's either I'm flipping the coin or I I like you. Like, I I was probably the only kid in Beloit that had a Bobby Hurley jersey with the Sacramento Kings, okay, like the old school blue (laughs) one, Right. So, of course, you know I'm rolling with Buffalo, you know, as kind of my dark one. You know, but the rest of the teams, man, I'm probably just going to flip. And then I think there's a lot of frauds, too, because if you look at teams like SMU, Iowa making the field. I mean, these teams are candidates to get bounced day one. I mean, I I don't see it. Um, to be honest, I think I think the I mean, I'm not trying to be a homer, but I think the Big Ten might actually be the strongest conference this year, which is saying a lot because they don't really have a lot of talent, you know, per se on their teams, but they all play well, you know, they got upperclassmen, you know. I, those teams that can just scrap and make dirty baskets and and do that kind of dirty game, they, they do well in these tournaments too. So, I mean, I don't like Iowa. I don't like Purdue. I don't like Indiana. But the rest of the Big Ten teams, they got a shot this year because there's just nobody dominant except for Kentucky. So if you're not in that bracket, you probably got a good chance. So I wouldn't be surprised if only Kentucky made it to the Final Four. And everybody else, the other three teams in the final four, I would suspect are going to be five seeds or less to make the to mm. make the final four. That's my bold prediction. Bold
3: prediction right there. Bold prediction. Bold prediction. But I, I, I like some of the theories you, you, you talked about. You talked about guard play, right? You talked about having a guard. And I call it the cheat code theory, right? Uh, a hot <laughs> guard is the NGAA tournament cheat code, right? It's the old contra yep, code, yep. up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right you know, BBA, Star start to You know what I'm saying? You got you got nine million. You got unlimited lives. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. That was bias. Napier. It was Kimber Walker. It, it's been guys and guys and guys. Richard on Hamilton.
2: Them. I mean, Trius right? Edney. You know, Steph Curry. <laughs> I mean,
3: yeah, you go on and on and on. Those guys were the cheat code, right? You get a hot guard. That'll carry you through a lot of games because they have the ball in their hands so much. And sometimes – You just need to got to be able to go get a bucket. And having a guard who doesn't have to make any passes to do that is just, it's hard to deal with. The other thing you talked about that I really liked was the NBA talent, right? Talent wins games. You know, coaches can only do so much. There's only so much you can do with the X's and O's that hasn't been done before. You got to have guys who can go off the reservation and get you some buckets. You got to have guys who can improvise and make plays that you can't coach. And you also can't coach against. And that's where the NBA talent comes into play. Now, you guys gave a lot of great theory. The one theory that I want to offer up that I think you guys didn't cover is the veteran the veteran theory, right? In the tournament, mm-hmm. when you talk about matchups, you talk about style of play, having a veteran team that has been in the tournament before, so those mid-majors with six, five, four seniors in the starting lineup, those those teams are teams that I look for because seniors have seen a lot, right? There's not a lot you can throw at them Defense from a defensive standpoint, from an offensive systemic standpoint, that they haven't played against before. So the style and and the pace of the game is not going to rattle them as much as it would a young team who maybe hasn't seen a 2-2-1 or, you know, a 1-2-2 zone or VCU's press. They haven't played against something like that, so they're not quite prepared for it. So having veterans is, is something that I always look for too. Another thing I look for and I try to get these teams off my bracket right away are middling teams in tough conferences. Because just as you said, conference matters, but I think also because of what conference some teams are in, they get hidden. Right, they're decent teams who may have finished in the middle of a uh, of a of a conference who, because of their conference, they've gotten a little bit more cachet, so their ranking is a little bit higher than maybe it should be. So I try and weed out those teams as well. So there you have it, folks. We've run the gamut right now. You've got a lot of information right there and a lot of different ways to pick your bracket. This is a really interesting year for the bracket, in my opinion. There are lots of different ways of, of, of setting your bracket up. Um, there is only one favorite, in my opinion, and that's the team with, like, 87-footers, and that's Kentucky. Um, but otherwise, it, it's going to be a free-for-all, and that's what makes it really fun and really enjoyable. So it, it strap up, hang on to your hard hats, get ready. I hope you took off work for Thursday and Friday because it's just going to be an amazing weekend. I, I can't wait. It's going to be really exciting. Um, There's going to be a lot going on, so make sure you're tuned into the tournament. Also, make sure you go to realsportsguys.com, Check the top of the page. Get signed up for the Real Sports Guys Resistance Digital Tournament Challenge so you can have a shot at getting some of those prizes. You listen to the Real Sports Guys, realsportsguys.com, RSG Renegade Radio. We are back in full effect with our Tournament Edition show, giving you the real insight from the Real Sports Guys in a way only we can about what's going on with the tournament, We have L.R. in the house on the Frederick's Accounting Gateway. Frederick's Accounting is the official accountant of Real Sports Guys. All guests and hosts appear to you via the Frederick's Accounting Gateway. Make sure you check them out. You let them know that the Real Sports Guys sent you. We're going to pay some bills real quick and come back with Dog of the Week. Now we're going to get into our Resistance Digital Dog of the Week. Resistance Digital Solutions. Are you tired of running to the boys in blue? Are you done with listening to sales staff trying to upsell you technology that you don't need? We've all been there. So, what did the Real Sports Guys do? We contacted Resistance Digital Solutions for all our technology needs. They are not there to meet sales quotas or make profit margins. They simply just want to sell you what you need at a fair price. From iPads to PCs to flat screens, TVs, or intricate home theater systems, they customize every solution based on your needs. Check out their website at www.resistancedigital.com or email them at sales at for your custom technology solutions today. All right, fellas. It's that time. Dog of the week. Start with you, L.R. Give us your dog of the week.
2: We need more dogs. Well, I don't know if I uh, got a dog of a week. I might have a dog of a month because this dude has just been just like, whoa. <laughs> and that goes out to my boy, Russell Westbrook. I mean, this dude mm. is like a walking triple-double. He he walk in the gym and he get a triple-double. And, I mean, he's just been giving people the business for the last month. So, I mean, he my dog from now until somebody else come along.
3: <laughs> Absolutely, man. Russell Westbrook has been killing it. I kind of imagine Russell... When he wakes up in the morning, he looks at himself in the mirror and he says, My style is impetuous. My defense is (laughs) impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want (laughs) to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because you can see Russell Westbrook doing that, right? On (laughs) the court, yep. (laughs) Ferocious. And finish it with a praise due to Allah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you yeah. can see that.
3: That's what Russell's doing, I mean. This he, he Russell this is how hard Russell's been killing it. Russell Russell Westbrook has everybody has not everybody, but he's had people talking about it. he's had he actually had made it come out of people's mouths that the Thunder should think about trading Kevin Durant. Are you kidding me? What?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Are
3: you kidding Like people have actually said that out of their mouths. You know what I'm saying? They should have thought that and slapped themselves, fired themselves kick themselves off the, off the air, taking themselves off the air, put themselves in timeout, for even thinking and thought like that. But that's how good Russell Westbrook has been over the last month and a half. So, excellent pick, L.R., PhD. We need more dogs. So, my
0: dog, the week, uh, is actually a show. The 30 for 30 that I hate Christian Laker. Oh, I, <laughs> That, you know, and... And I'll say the only time that I was not rooting for Duke during those days is when they were playing against the Fab Five. I was was a Duke fan. I won't say I would love Duke, but I really fell in love with Duke back in the 80s with Tommy Amaker, Schneider, um, Johnny Dawkins, Allery, Phyllis. Um, That's when I really fell in love with Duke. And then I still kind of liked them when Leitner and Hurley and Grant Hill were around. uh, But... That was one of the best documentaries I've seen, you know, maybe since the Fast Five. I mean, 30, like, they have some really quality. Essentially, I think just about all of the 30 for 30s are good. Then there's, uh, you know, a handful that are excellent. I put this one in the excellent category because sometimes when you're watching these 30 for 30s, like, you say a lot of, oh, I remember that. This one, it was more of, um, New stuff I was learning. So, for example, I didn't know about the whole dynamic between Leitner and Hurley. Um, I didn't know about the whole dynamic about most of Leitner's teammates and how they didn't really like him that much. Uh, so I I really, really liked that. That's That was my dog
3: of the week. Excellent, yes. And that was a, that was a great documentary. Um, I hated Christian Leitner. I am a Leitner hater. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't stand that dude. It was just something about him. I didn't know nothing about him. I was probably you know, ten, eleven, twelve years old at the time, and I just, I just, man, he just made me hate dude Something awful, man. I just couldn't stand that dude. But uh, it was, it was great how they captured all those elements of just like, and it really broke down like who he was, and and, and just unpacked all the different layers to that whole phenomenon. Because that is it. That is a cultural phenomenon that you can be, you can be anywhere. And you can mention Christian Laitner, and you can get about ten to fifteen people to go. Oh man, I hate that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's it's and you and but then you find people who are fans. You know what I mean? And so then you, it's just it's just interesting dynamic, and and one person can be such a lightning rod. You know, in a public setting. You know, excellent pick. D Wills.
4: We need more dogs. Well, I can say I hate Chris' later too, but I'm going to leave. That's why I haven't watched it. But that's okay. I'm going to get my dog of the week. Uh, it's going to go out to my niece, Chanel Wilson, who was after nice. the week in Marietta Daily Journal uh, and helped her team win the, the second, the back-to-back state championship to the sixth class, 6A, state of Georgia. It was a great great game to watch him, um and to her teammates. Uh, they were they uh, put it together. They uh, overcame um, you know, big injury to one of their uh, McDonald's uh, All-American candidates early in the season and figured out how to push through it. And um, she hit five threes in the second quarter of one of their tournament games, and she's only a first-year player, freshman. So I like that. Ooh. And then I have to do one more to Kyrie Irvin, who went for 57. Mm. And against San Antonio, and I was screaming in my basement, as he was getting into his mix. You know, because I always said, I respect him. I like him a lot, but when he was in his mix and then LeBron came along with him, but he was just doing hairdos for 57, Kyrie has arrived two point games in one season. <laughs> well, if you haven't seen it, you better go back and watch it. It is one of the great performances of the year.
3: Yeah, and, and some and guys have those defining games and those defining moments. Like, I've watched guys go for 40, go for 45, and I didn't really notice it. You know what I mean? It just wasn't it, – it didn't get me out of my seat. You know, but some guys have had moments. I remember in particular, I think it was a couple years back, Kobe was in the playoff going against – and I'm not a Kobe fan. This is well documented. We don't need to go into it. We don't need to rehash none of that. I'm not a Kobe fan. It was in the playoffs, They were playing against the Phoenix Suns. Alvin Gentry was the coach. And Kobe went off for like 45 or something like that in the playoffs. And it was the first time in Kobe's career where I was watching him play and I couldn't take my eyes off of it. And I was just like, yo, this dude, I think one time he hit a shot and he turned around and he patted out Magicchi on the butt as he ran down the court.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, you know what, dog? I'm ill with it, man. You can't do nothing with me tonight. It's all good, though. <laughs> you try. You try, coach. You try. <laughs> You might want to call a timeout right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But a guy just having those moments where he's in the zone, and it's just it's extremely entertaining. You know, that's those are those are unbelievable. You know what I mean? Those are some of those moments that you go back and remember, well beyond now. All right, I'll bring up the rear. I got the we last. We need boy. more dogs. My dog of the week. Goes out to, and it's actually a dog over experience since two weeks ago, right? NFL free agency started. Chip Kelly, man, he is playing John Madden football right now
4: (laughs) (laughs) on franchise
3: mode. He is just trading people who don't need to be traded. Because this is how you do on Madden, right? This is how you run your squad on Madden. You're like, oh, his contract, up? Oh, mm, I'm just going to draft somebody with a 99 speed. Jeremy Macklin, you can go. <laughs> you know what i I'll trade you for some draft picks. Lashawn McCoy, eh, I'll trade you for a fast linebacker. doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's swap quarterbacks with, uh, with Durant. I like this other guy better. He's a little bit younger. Whatever. You know what I mean? It's just like he's just, you know, oh, man, you know, I play NCAA football. I use Oregon. I'm going to start drafting my guys from my school on NCAA football. <laughs> when I export mm. the draft class, he he's playing Madden, man! <laughs> he's playing Madden, <laughs> full out playing Madden. It's, it's been hilarious to watch. Uh, it's been great to see people try and keep up with all the moves that he's making. Will it work? I have no idea. I mean, this dude is like this dude is to NFL rosters what field T is to a bracket. <laughs> 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 Will it work? I don't know. <laughs> but it's entertaining. <laughs> so my dog week anyway goes to Chip Kelly man, Uh, for keeping it all the way real and uh just 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 running game on the league. I mean, I don't know how else to put it, man. This guy's just all over the place with what he's doing. Seems like it makes a little bit of sense though, so we'll see how it all pans out. You're listening to the Real Sports Guys, Real Sports dot com, R S G Renegade Radio brought to you by Resistance Digital Solutions on the Rocks of Rockville, Illinois, Ferguson County, and XL Academics. So fellas, it's that time we're getting to the five on the black-hand side, so we're gonna run it real quick. Five uh, five uh, uh, on the black hand side. Man, he says that with so much soul. <laughs> Just, just hitting you with it. Mm, mm. All right. And this is just there the five on the black hand side. We got some questions to get into about this tournament. All right. We're going to break it down. We're going to dig in. Each question, everybody's going to get a chance to answer. All right. We got we allotted a lot of time for this, so we can really dig into these brackets and talk about the setup of this tournament. All right. First question. All right. It's a two-parter. All right. We're going to tackle the first part first, have everybody go around, and then we'll get into the second part of this question. All right, first part, which number one seed will go out first? I'm going to start with you, D-Will.
4: Well, this is easy for me. Villanova. And the reason why is Jay Wright just looks so good in the studio. Who is better <laughs> Like, I just know Jay Wright is going to be sitting in the CBS studio by next week. Like and he have a too I just don't understand it. Who's had more talent coming in the tournament than Villanova and, and gone out the first weekend more? I just look at it. So I see them losing to Northern Iowa. I just think Tuttle's gonna do his thing on them and they're gonna get bounced and then we're gonna have the best CBS crew for the tournament in because that's what he's good at. I don't know what it is. They play well all the way through the season. I don't know what I don't know what he doesn't do. That doesn't allow his team mm. to really get out you know, into the tournament. But I just think Villanova is gone.
3: Okay, we got one vote for Nova. LR, which one seed going out first?
2: Well, I hate to say it, but, you know, I, I, I kind of believe in karma, you know. And so I think the Dukies might be the first one out. They got put in the cupcake bracket. They probably shouldn't have been a number one seed. I think Arizona would have been a better candidate. But, um, yeah, I think Duke's probably going to go out in the second round. All right. So, we got
3: Duke losing it. And that would be a game against San Diego State if they were to lose, or San Diego State or potentially St. John. Both really it's have a game. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 thinking, I'm guessing San Diego State. That's where I got in my pocket plan. Um Good Duke. pick, though, Duke. So, we got one vote for Villanova. We got one vote for Duke. PhD. Which one seed is going out first? You got two
0: votes for Villanova. Villanova will lose to L S U in the second round.
3: For all the reasons
0: the D wills just said.
3: Okay. Okay, so we got two votes for Villanova, one vote for Duke. Uh you know, usually I'm I'm i I'm I'm anti Duke. Tried and true. Um, and usually Duke is the one that I go for, but they have they have the one thing that they haven't had, and it's a back-to-the-basket big who can go get them buckets. And that's and, and So I'm I'm I, I'm 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 laying off a of Duke this year. I'm that's laying right. off a of Duke, and I, I'm on the Nova band bandwagon. All right, I'm on the Nova bandwagon myself. Again, I think they have, you know, NC State or LSU. I think both of those teams. Um, LSU is a crazy kind of a Whoa. team. I think they're one of those teams that could cause problems. Right, Northern Iowa. I think it could give them, uh, cause them problems. I also think Louisville could cause them problems. I think in their pod, on the side of that bracket, they have some teams that are just not going to be good matchups for them. And I think it's going to be very difficult for them to get out of the Sweet 16, get beyond the Sweet 16 if they make it that far. The sweet 16 is where I got them getting getting laid out. So Villanova, I got them uh, – I got we got three votes for Villanova. So Villanova is the one seed uh stamped and approved by real sports guys to probably be the first to go out. Next question. Same uh Whoa, Marcus, same Marcus one, Second, Marcus. Part. Marcus. Marcus. Which one, Marcus, before we
0: move on. We we have to let the audience know what you said last year because I'm having a hard time with you and this diff thing.
3: Um Villanova's on my list of don't trust some teams. Um, Duke is always. Duke has a permanent spot on my don't trust them <laughs> list. That's right. <laughs> they're never. They're never going to get a reprieve. Um, just because I'm never trusting them again. Um, I tried that a couple years ago. It did not work out. Um, other teams that are on my don't trust them list, at least for this year's tournament. Um, Cincinnati, don't trust them. Um, I don't know about you guys. Those are some teams that I'm staying away from. Um, on my brackets. Yeah, so so my man is not gonna let you slide with that. I mean, he <laughs> pulled the tape out on me. He pulled tape out. On me. I mean, that's like, man, that's like bringing out pictures. That's like I'm sitting in the I'm sitting yeah. in the office, I'm sitting in the interview room with the officer. You got t- pictures on the table. <laughs> right. right, that's a man code. I just broke it. But i to put you out there, <laughs> like, like you know you'd have messed up, right? <laughs> you know you are have messed up, right? Yeah, yeah, you know you messed up, right? <laughs> hey, I, I explained why I said I why I said I'm not on Duke like that this year. Usually, like I said, Duke is on my don't trust him list. I explained it. They have an anomaly that they usually just don't have. When was the last time they had a dude with the offensive arsenal to be able to get you a big man? be able to get you buckets with his back to the basket like the little Oaker. I wait. El- El- Elden El- Brand, Sheldon or-
0: Exactly.
3: Sheldon so you're going back fifteen. What was the name?
0: Sheldon Sheldon Williams Sheldon not, Williams. you know,
3: that dude couldn't score on me in the post. No, 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 no. It was it was Elton no, El- El- Brand and Waitern. Exactly. You gotta go back at least fifteen years to brand Sheldon Williams probably ain't even the best uh, post player, and he don't got the best post moves in his own house. He's married to Candace Parker. So, you know what I'm saying? I ain't ain't, ain't hearing that. (laughs) But but that's why I'm giving Duke a little bit of a pass this year, just a small one. I actually still only have them going as far as Villanova, but I think Villanova has the potential to go out sooner than Duke. Um, But I have neither of them getting out of the Sweet 16 for the record. For the record, those are the two one C's I have going out real quick, real early. And as you said, it's just always something that Villanova is, you know, the Roy Hibbert. The Roy Hibbert rule applies to
1: mm. Villanova.
3: Mm. It's just, it's just yeah, not right. quite they just, they always up yeah. there one, two a one, two, three C but it's just like I don't know why. <laughs> like right. they never had no Jamaica. Is good. Yeah. yeah, Jamaica's good. Yeah. Jamaica's very good. You feel me? They don't have no studs. They don't have no NBA guys. It's just like, what do y'all really even do? <laughs> but you look up every year and they got a one seed, a two seed, a three seed. And it's like, maybe they right, got some pictures of some audio or somebody. Who knows? But, you know, they seem to figure, they seem to get those spots. You, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy that way. All right, going on to our number two. In the five on the black hand side, which five to nine seed has an opportunity? May crack right. History says usually nobody lower than a, a five or nine double digit teams really make the final four. Every now and then you get a five a six a seven sneak into the final four. So which five through nine seed has the best chance of making the final four? PHD will start with you.
0: Providence. Providence will make it to the final four. Um, With Villanova struggling, I also feel like Virginia, who's a two-seed in the east, Villanova's a one-seed in the east. I think Virginia's going to lose in the second round to Michigan State. And uh, I like Providence. I think Providence is going to beat the play-in winner, which I believe is going to be Dayton. Then I believe that Oklahoma's going to lose in the first round, so they're going to get a 14 seed to make it to the second. To the Sweet 16, then it starts to get tough, and I see them beating Louisville and Michigan State to get to the Final Four. Uh, they have a kid by the name of the Dante Hinton, and kid from uh, from Lansing, Michigan, six um, six, a perimeter player who's really developed his outside game. But this is a kid on any given day at six six can get you 15 rebounds and and just score. I mean, he's a scorer. He's not a shooter, um, but he's just a guy that. Doesn't look the prettiest, but can put up twenty five on you in a heartbeat.
3: Yeah, that region uh, with Villanova and Virginia, in my opinion, is the most up to grab region out there. Um, you have a shaky one and a two that's dealing with some injuries that have really that has really lessened their effectiveness. I think that one that's a good a good call. Good call, Providence sneaky pick to get to the Final Four. They also have a kid representing Madison, Madison Memorial, Junior Lamamba, one of the reserves on that team, one of the uh, backups, uh, gets some significant minutes, role player, seventh, eighth man off the bench, good guy right there. All right, Larry, your five through nine seed, that's a threat to get to the final
2: four. Well, if I had to pick one, I'm probably going to go with Sparty, man because you know coaching mm-hmm. coaching mm-hmm. does a lot coaching does a lot especially when you're in a weak bracket and when i look at this east bracket i mean i don't i don't see anybody here that's a threat from the coaching perspective i mean i like northern iowa i think they'll be okay but they ain't never have been in a spot where they're going to be favorite in, you know, some of their games. So I don't really know how they're going to respond. Um, so I, I'm going with Izzo, man. And y'all know, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Sparty when it comes to hoops. But, you know, this year they, they might be the real dark horse this year because they, they just got that pedigree and they know how to win dirty. So I'm going with Sparty.
3: Excellent. Excellent pick. And I, I agree with you. Uh, Izzo is Izzo is a brand that you can trust. Right, that's the brand that you can trust for real, uh, and that again, that bracket is up for grabs. It is just up for grabs. The wolves. Um, so five I had two. Nine. Of, I, mean, I had two, and in, in, uh,
4: you already talked about stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa! Two. Devon, we need you to get some onions, man. How to plant onions. <laughs>
4: would say, onions. Oh. See, yeah, this right. is what y'all do me. So I, I will, I will, you already talked about Spartans, so I'll go to my other one, Wichita State Shockers. I think people have um, lost sight of them. They got Fred Van Fleet, uh, Rock for Zone. Shout out Fred. He was on, he interviewed with us last year. Um, uh, they got Darius Carter uh, and uh, Ron Baker. And, and Ron Baker is the kind of guy who can do multiple things, caused problems, and they got cotton. If you think about when they played Northern Iowa, they that they beat towards the end of the year. They only had three turnovers. Uh, this is a team, it's one of those things that, that, uh, that uh, a game changer was saying. This is a team that's got some veterans. They're not going to be scared of people. Um, they're going to compete, and I think in some ways they'll make a run this year with a team that didn't come with much hype uh, because they have that backcourt and particularly you know have a great guard that knows how to make those plays and can play under pressure. So I think Wichita State actually makes a longer run than they did last year.
3: All right. Excellent, excellent pick, Wichita State. The only thing that worries me about Wichita State is they got to go through the juggernaut. <laughs> they got to go through the immovable force of Kentucky to get to that final four. Um, and Kentucky just scares me, man. If I was coaching against them, I'd have nightmares. Now you're talking about running you know, but, wave
4: the six-foot can do that. Yeah, this is a team that pretty much faced that squad last year, so they have a yeah. sense of who they're yeah. playing against. They're not going to be shocked because – and they're, they're going to be, in some ways, this is a revenge game because they probably felt like these young boys shouldn't beat us. So the way in which yeah. they're going to come in that game, they're going to come in that game with a different – and I have
3: a Kentucky theory that I, I'll drop as well. Um, okay. okay. We'll wait on it. Hang on to it. Hang on to it. We'll wait on that. Um, you guys have covered a lot of great ground. Um, you know, I, I, I'm looking at the different regions, and I don't see a, a five to nine strong enough in Duke's region. You guys have covered Villanova's region. You kind of took the team that I kind of thought maybe had a shot in Kentucky's region. I go to Wisconsin's region, and I go to a mainstay of mine, a team that's close to my heart. VCU, VCU <laughs> to me has an opportunity. All right, and this is what I'll explain. why. they've been playing the last month and a half without Breontae Weber, who will probably finish up his career as either number two or number one in NGA history steals leader. When he went down they were a top ten team. They were ranked just outside of the top ten. They're a seed right now, which he'll be back. Um he'll 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 be back for the tournament. Um which is gonna again give them the what they were before he got injured. Um, with having him back, that's a scary team. Right, you go against Arizona. That's a matchup problem for Arizona. If they make, if uh, BCU gets past Ohio State, which that'll be a tough task because D'Angelo Russell's the real deal at the guard spot. That'll be a tough task, but that's a team um, that I could see making some noise. And, and again, because of the matchup and style of play, they're going to force some teams to do some things that they usually don't play a style that they usually don't have to play. I mean, when was the last time Wisconsin had to go against a full court press? Um, I think Baylor. And Xavier will probably get knocked out. I like Georgia State on that side of the bracket as well. Georgia State, the sleeper of mine. Um, you don't know. You got to read up on them. They got some guys who were were high major D one players who transferred out of program and are now all together at Georgia State. That team is going to knock some. That team is going is going to cause some problems. I see them and VCU playing in the Sweet Sixteen, giving VCU a pass to play Wisconsin. Anything can happen in that game. They have a shot. I I wouldn't. I, I don't have them beaten, Bucky. But they have a shot. So if I gotta pick a team that's kind of you guys haven't, you know, some ground you haven't covered yet, I go with BCU. Another team is Ohio State. Ohio State again. Either one of those teams, I think Arizona to me could get picked off, um, just because it's Arizona. You know, Arizona kind of falls into that category too, where they kind of underwhelm right now. Villanova, Georgetown, and I love the Hoyas. That's 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 one of my trying true teams that I root for. But the last couple of years, they've hurt me on the bracket shot. Um, Villanova, Arizona, Duke, Georgetown, right now, those are the teams that are in my doghouse as far as, you know, I, yeah, I just don't know. I just don't know. You know, I just don't know. So that does it for number two. We're going to move on to number three. And which 10 or lower double-digit seed has a chance to make it to the Sweet 16? I'll give mine because I kind of just – tip my hat anyway with georgia state 14c going up against baylor i don't trust baylor um drew i don't know if he's i don't think he can coach that well he gets a lot of talent but his kids have never seem to really develop get any better i like georgia state ryan harrow rj hunter kevin Ware. they have some guys who have been in high major programs who can play ball um they're flying them to the radar I like them as a 14 seed to make it to the Sweet 16, beating Baylor, and then turning around and beating an Xavier team or BYU or Ole Miss. Uh, Larry, why don't you take the next one? Uh, Your double-digit seed that could possibly make the Sweet 16.
2: Well, I think I'm going to be a homer, like I said, and I'm going to go with Buffalo. And the reason being is that if they can get past Huggy in the first game, I mean, you're playing the winner of Maryland and Zalpo. So, I mean, do either one of those teams do anything for you guys? I mean, they don't do anything for me. <laughs> so, I could see Hurley getting this team to the Sweet 16. And then as soon as they get that, this team to the Sweet 16, he's he going to be getting a, a calls yeah. from a few of these uh, squads that are looking for coaches. Because 'Cause going to be a lot of them looking for coaches after this year.
3: Hey, and the thing that – I like the way you kind of highlighted Maryland. The thing that I love about Maryland but it also scares me is they got a freshman point guard, in Melo Trimble, um, who gets it done, but he's still – just like the, the, the hot guard is a cheat code, freshman point guard is usually the automatic out. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's so much to get thrown at you. There's so much to get thrown at you. Unless it's a, unless it's a Derrick Rose or a Jason Williams, one of those kind of guys. The freshman point guard usually is going to be an Achilles' heel because again teams are going to throw the kitchen sink at you in a one in a one and done surviving advance kind of a situation. D. Wills, what do you got for us? Double I got BYU.
4: I got, got b y i got BYU, and and this is actually interesting because they're starting out playing uh, what's that? Uh, that tomorrow night, or night. Um, and uh, but I have them winning their first four. Uh, then beating uh, Xavier, uh, then beating Baylor, upsetting Arizona, and uh, then facing Wisconsin. Uh, if you look at BYU, they they won uh, eight out of their last nine games um, before losing to the Zags, um, and they were blown away. If you look at their last 15 to 20 games they played, uh, this is a team that is better probably than how they've been placed. And uh, they got some people, they got some – some size, they got some ability to get after it. Um, and I think these matchups, um and i don't like the, I don't think they like the fact they're playing in the playing game in some ways, even though it's the first four, but we know what it is. Uh, I think this is a team that can be scary. And get um I think Wisconsin can um is senior enough to or have enough uh, experience to, to hold them off. I think they they could be one of those teams that has one of those upsets.
3: All right. All right. That's that's a sneaky good pick. It's a sneaky good pick right there. BYU. Mark it down. Uh PHD. You double digit to the P16. Uh-oh, he Here we force, go, brother. Here we go. Ready, y'all. Here we go. Wacky and wacky <laughs> professor in the house. <laughs> we got wacky liberal arts professor coming out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so last year. Seven of my 16 teams in the Sweet 16 were double-digit seeds. Mm. This year, I only have three. only have three digits. Okay, double a little
3: digits. more there. Yeah, I only have three. I um, don't have facts to back this up. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to run it anyway, right? <clears throat> That's right. So I'm going to go with Harvard.
0: I think Harvard makes it to the Sweet Sixteen.
1: Whoa! Um,
0: they have they're 13 seed in the West. They play North Carolina to open up. Uh, one of the big first round upsets that I have is Arkansas losing to Walford, and so that would put a 12-13 matchup in round with Harvard against Walford. And I think Harvard can also win that game, and I think their run stops in the Sweet 16 against Wisconsin. Mm.
3: All right, I, I can't be mad at that. I've, I've thought long and hard about that Harvard team and beating North Carolina. I'm not mad at you on that one. I'm not mad at you, you right know, at all. There's,
0: there's some like there's value to this one and done. You know, we see this in baseball where teams that um, clinch early, struggle in the first round. But those teams that every game is important down the stretch, um, and and especially we saw a couple of years ago, the Twins and the Tigers, where they literally had a play-in game to get in the playoffs, and the team that won that kind of took off. Um, Harvard had a really tough uh, game this past weekend against Yale where – there's the only conference in D1 that does not have a conference tournament. There was a tie in the regular season, so therefore they had to play a one-game playoff. Winner gets into the t- tournament. I see value in that, man. I see a team that um, is going to be a bit more prepared um, for the big stage of the opening, you know, or second round of the tournament. So th- this is why I see Harvard giving North Carolina a game and winning. Now, Phil, is it true that Harvard got beat by
4: Virginia seventy six twenty seven?
0: Harvard, Harvard uh, has has had some poor performances this year. Yeah, but I would
4: challenge you. Just... <clears throat> no, I, I agree. I was actually looking at Harvard. I just didn't believe. I, had, I looked at that score and I'm thinking, what happened there? But I, I believe everything you said about Harvard. Our, the Ivy League team always makes a run, whether it's Harvard or Penn. And, you know, they they got Amaker, right? Am I right? Yeah. Yep. Over there. So, yeah. if mean, you have somebody who understands how to prepare them for the tournament. he does. I mean, he's found a little niche over there. So, I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't – I think people underestimate, you know, like they can't kids when they come on the court. And then before you know it, they got you down.
3: You know? And and I'll, guys,
0: like, I'll
4: be
3: honest.
0: I'll go ahead, D. Go ahead. Go ahead. What would you go to say? I'll be honest. I was uh, I was a bit motivated. I saw the uh, thirty for thirty short story uh, of the game of Princeton versus the Alonzo Morning led Georgetown uh, team. Gosh, probably twenty five years ago, maybe more. Uh, I, w- I was a little bit uh, motivated about that. I-, I watched that earlier today, and yeah. So that's that's kind of my rationale. I'm not very solid, but. Um, yeah, those are the reasons I think Harvard will win. <laughs> they okay, did. they fare well. Okay.
3: So yeah, yeah, hey, I ain't mad at you. I'm not mad at you at all, bro. I'm not mad at you at all on that one. All right. Also, so here you kind kind of all uh, laid it
0: out, offering to stake me either
3: um, to make your picks.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, you good. <laughs> you got your own bracket. <laughs> That's, that's, that's that situation where your boy like, hey, you want me to help you with yours? Nah, man, I, I think I got it. I think I got it. You know, okay. that one cat who really, you know, this was like when we was back in undergrad, PhD, and me, you, and Dumba had that uh, chemistry class together, and we didn't want to study with each other.
1: <laughs>
3: like, for what? Why would I want to study? Why would we want to have a study? Us three, why would we want to have a study group together in this class?
1: So <laughs> study with some people that
3: I would rather study with people who know what they're doing. You know, yeah. can't offer to help you. You yeah. want to study with us? Ah, uh, <laughs> I, 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 nah, I think I'll just figure it out. Mm-hmm. I think I can figure it out. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what this is like, bro. That's what this is like. Like, nah, you got it, feel you? I think, I think, you know, you, yeah, man. I'm gonna write that down, and we don't write down nothing. Yeah. So we've kind of gone through kind of the different seasons and, and teams that we think is you know, what we think teams are going to do, how we think they're going to do. Now let's talk about some individual players. Again, every year there's a guy who kind of takes over the tournament. PhD, I start with you. Give me a candidate for that particular player who, you know, goes Shabazz Napier, who goes Anthony Davis, who just, you know, takes over the the tournament and becomes you know that that unstoppable piece and wills their team uh to the final four Well um
0: I kind of gave you a tease earlier but I'm going to go with Dante Hinton um a senior a four year guy at Providence guy who came in 4 years ago um, averaged fourteen and nine again, a six six perimeter player. At that point, as a freshman, he was a six six uh, inside guy. Um, and the odd thing here is, we've seen him stay four years <laughs> in school, and his numbers have gotten increasingly better to the point where this year he averaged uh, twenty and seven, and really developed his uh, perimeter game a lot more. Um, yeah, you know, I I think this kid is just somebody who makes things happen. Almost like when I watch him play, I think of, like, young Latrell Sprewell. Um Not, mm. you're certainly not, not going to look at his game and say it's poetry in motion, but he gets it done. You know, arms going everywhere, effective defender, and, and just a score uh, like Spreewell was. Average shooter, average ball handler,
3: but he just makes it happen. Okay. All right. Uh, PhD, I mean, I'm sorry, D. Wills, who you got?
4: Mine is, uh, Frank Tank commencement I just, again, I told you, a guy that both got in his face in the championship game, and he, he did his thing, and he's, and sometimes it's been so comfortable, um, he's a guy with size who can stretch the floor, um. In in some ways, it reminds me, he's got a little bit better supporting cast, I think, taking over, but kind of when Manning made that run, you know, inside, outside kind of thing. I I think that um, staying for a senior, learning how to lead, um, having been in big moments, been in tough games, I think you can hear in his voice that he he wants to finish a deal they felt like they should have finished last year. And so – I think I think he's going to have a, a special
3: tournament. Okay. All right. The tank is real. The tank is the real deal. I'm hoping I'm hoping he winds up staying in state and going to play for the Bucks. You add him to the Bucks, and they become a bad team to deal with. They become a tough team to deal with when they get Jabari back. But that's a whole other situation. <laughs> uh, you. you, know I you I'm, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get this Bucks thing going, man. I'm trying to get the Bucks.
4: To make that pop,
3: man. Man. They got that pop. They got this Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, they got you know. They Lincoln. got Michael Carter Williams, man. You know Chris yeah. Middleton is balling. They got a nice yeah. little nucleus. Yeah, and they, who might they got Ricky Pierce back. back. Ricky, Ricky Pierce, right? Right. You know so they need to bring back like, the jerseys with the sidebars, with the like, with oh, uh, yeah. like the 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 uh, green, the the gradiated side on it. Yeah, they need to bring them back. That's what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> 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 So let's bring, a, let's bring L.R. back into this Right L.R. who you got
2: Well I'm going to pile on here And I really think Kaminsky is Probably the best player in the country I mean Have you guys ever seen a guy That's almost a stretch five <laughs> I mean right. Christian Laker, That's that's kind of what he is At least in my eyes um, I don't really see anybody that can match up With his skill set Uh I I think this is probably the best Wisconsin team I've seen, you know, since I've been old enough to know, you know, what players do in the tournament. And Frank is, bar none, the best big in this tournament. So I think he could carry them all the way to the final four, maybe even win this whole thing. So good job. <laughs> I, I never saw it coming, but he, he's a player, and I like him a lot.
3: Yeah, yeah. I like I like the Frank. I like to- I like the Frank pick, you know. Phil, I'm gonna have to check your guy out, Phil. I haven't seen him play, I have to be honest, I haven't seen the kid play. But I take your word for it, you got a keen eye. The guy I'm gonna go with is uh Iowa State's George Nyang. All right. I've I've watched this guy play for the last couple of years and I think Iowa State would have been an extremely tough out last year if he were healthy. Um he is healthy this year. Similar to Frank the Tank, he's an inside out big I think he's going to cause major problems. I think he's going to be able to uh, – the versatility and the way Fred Hoiberg is using him in their offensive setup um, makes him a really dangerous player. He can pass. You know, he's similar to, you know, honestly, uh, without the defense. He doesn't have the defensive chops, but he has an offensive game similar to Anthony Mason where he can pass, he can shoot it, you know, he can post up. He can do a lot of things offensively. Um and I think he's going to cause some serious matchup problems for teams down the stretch. And he has enough around him where it's very difficult to lock in and focus on him. So um, I like George Niang at Iowa State to, to be one of those guys. Now, last question in the five on the black hand side. Which team or program, oh, I'm sorry, which program or coach has the most to prove in this tournament? I'll start with you, Larry.
2: What do you got? Well, that's a tough one. But I guess I would say Indiana, okay? You got mm. Tom Cruise mm. sitting there, okay?
5: Mm-hmm. I would
2: say that they have more than underperformed in the last, I would say, two or two, two to three years. Um, Indiana's supposed to be, you know, being the top seed every year. That's the point of hiring a guy like Tom Crane. Now, is this a make or break for his coaching tenure? You know, I don't know that. But there's gonna be a lot of questions if Indiana don't at least make it to the Sweet Sixteen. And uh I think it's warranted. Uh you, you're at one of the powerhouses in this country in basketball and you are middling in the middle of the Big Ten. I mean, the top of the Big Ten with Wisconsin is great, but the rest of the Big Ten is awful. And I just really think they underperformed this year, and, they, and people are going to start asking questions about him. So that's what I got. Yeah. <laughs> Good
3: call. Good call right there. So Indiana, the Hoosiers. The Hoosiers are on deck. You got a lot to prove, Indiana. I agree with you 100% on that. I think Crean. He's had his time there. He's got to make some moves. He's got to start to show some progress, um, and he's got to get back to recruiting that state a little bit harder, making sure he's locking down the state of Indiana, keeping talent at home. D. Uh, Wills. Oh, that's easy for me. Who has he's the
4: he, Meek mills of coaching? Jay Wright. <laughs>
0: right.
3: You and uh, Jay Wright and Andy Reid,
0: you just do not
4: like them. Well, I mean, what is Jay Wright, like Andy Reid, you argument with Andy Reid, Andy Reid's done something, right? Not to say Jay, but Andy Reid's done something in significant moments. They are who we thought they were. You, I, you always <laughs> push back on my judgment of Andy Reid. But Jay Wright, what's his, what's his claim to fame now? He's a regular season guy who looks good on a set of CBS. <laughs> I mean, that's his claim to fame. Anything else? Hey! Hey!
2: No! 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 no. Wait! 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 He got another claim the same. He wanted what? to build body wash spokesman. Right. Mm. Right. 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 So, so he,
1: he earning
4: money, but the, he earning money, but they ain't got no win. You know? So.
3: Jay Wright. All right. Okay. Jay Wright got a lot to prove. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Obviously. You know Villanova again. They 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 on the outside looking in when it comes when it when it when it comes to me. Yeah. PhD. Where you at with this? Who's got a lot to prove? I'm I'm gonna go off the box a little bit here. Surprise surprise. Um, and I'm gonna pick an
0: upstart program in SMU with Larry Brown as their head coach. They have made a lot of traction over the last two or three recruiting cycles. Whereas this past year they picked up two top-notch recruits. One of them decided to go elsewhere at the last minute, but the other one played this year. And I think, you know, they made the tournament this year. I have them winning um, a game or two in the tournament. And I believe, given the fertile recruiting grounds they're in, um, you know, in in that Texas area, (laughs) SMU can blow up that whole Southwest, um Southern recruiting scene, if they make some noise and make it to the sweet sixteen you know larry if if they make a loud enough noise, Larry just may sneak out the back you know out of the locker room in the post game and just be like I'm done um but you know I think that's a program that if we if they keep going the way they're going, we're gonna look back in five years now and to try to figure out. How do they become relevant? How do they become a top 15 recruiting type of program? I think we're going to look back at this NCAA tournament.
3: Yeah. Larry, Larry Brown strikes me as the uh, the guy from uh, Harlem Knights, picked up the phone and said, yeah, put your mother on the phone. Tell me, come <laughs> on <home> with <them."> a <laughs> woman. Yeah,
2: you you're talking about Richie Vento. Richie Vento.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Larry's. Yeah, that's Larry Brown. He tried to run right out the back. <laughs> hey, look, hey, over hey, there. look he I ain't coming home no more. Town. Take it easy. <laughs> you feel me? Look <laughs> Oh, man, yes, sir. So, uh, my team with a lot to prove, or coach with a lot to prove in this particular tournament, and I'm going home on this one, man. I'm going JT3 in Georgetown. Come on, fellas. Come on, we got a tradition to uphold, man. These, these early exits, man, they ain't flying. Now you know JT three basically your royalty on on the campus of Georgetown, but we gotta win some games. You hear me? We gotta win some games, man. We the Hoyas, you know. We got the Kente cloth on the jerseys, but we ain't we ain't wearing it past the Sweet Sixteen, man. We gotta get moving.
1: So come on now,
3: I'm saying. <laughs> the
1: Kente cloth. I never knew it was called
3: that. You know what I'm saying? You know he he, he started a white boy a couple years ago. <laughs> Ever since then, it ain't been right, man. Ever since then, the mojo been off, man.
1: you man. Since they sorry. Hey, man.
3: <laughs> so me, P.A.Z., you know what I mean, and our buddy Raj, we get together a couple of years ago. Um, it was actually the year VCU made that first run, and so we're in Chicago at the Chicago Pod, and it's VCU, it's Purdue, it's Georgetown, and I think it was like Saint Pete from New Jersey or somebody like that, you know, and you know we uh we come to the we come watch Georgetown go against v c u and the whole time we're just floored, you know, I knew it, but p h d and Roger were floored by the fact that Georgetown was starting a white kid, man,
1: <laughs>
3: and it's just like I had kind of come to terms with it already. And I, maybe I should have prepped them more for it. But, you know, I tried to just come in and just let them see it on their own. <laughs> you know, you because know, they probably wouldn't have believed me if I'd have told them. But when we got out there, man, they saw this guy play, man. It was just like he wasn't even like Chris Mullaney or nothing like that, man. He wasn't – he was like, why is he starting? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, man. Affirmative action? <laughs> So, you know, we all got a good laugh out of it. Um, you know, we watched uh, VCU beat the brakes off of Georgetown in that particular game, another early exit under JT3. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it was it was a good time. It was a good time, but a bad time for the Hoyas. So, fellas, we got about seven minutes left, and it is the moment of truth, right? It's that one shining moment. It's time for the real sports guys to unveil their Elite eight their final fours, their championship round, and their title, and the t- champion. All right? So we're going to go round by round. All right? We'll start with Larry, Elite Eight.
2: Elite Eight. what so I got Notre Dame. I got Wisconsin. And I got Ohio State. Mm. In the East, I got... Northern Iowa, meeting up against Sparty. And in the south, I got – well, this one's a tough one, but I took Utah against the Zags.
3: Okay. All right. I like that. That's, that's, you You intrigued me right there. You really intrigued. D. Wills, Elite Eight.
4: All right. I got Kentucky, Wichita State, Wisconsin – BYU, Northern Illinois, I mean Northern Iowa, Michigan State,
3: Duke, and Gonzaga.
1: Mm. Mm. Okay.
3: Okay, a little chalky on that last one. A little chalky with the one-two right there, man. I ain't ain't, ain't mad at you, though. I ain't mad at you. Hey, I
4: was debating it. I'm not going against. it.
0: P A D your Elite Eight. All right. Uh, Kentucky, Buffalo, Notre Dame, Wichita, it was. Um Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, Elite Eight. I was <laughs> gonna say, man, it
3: ain't possible. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, Kentucky can't play Buffalo in the Elite
1: Eight. <laughs> I was just- I
0: was in in the Midwest, I only had 14. It's like, wait a minute. Uh, How can I get to eight here? All right. Um, Kentucky and Notre Dame in the Midwest. I got Kentucky, Notre Dame in the Midwest, Louisville, Providence in the East, Duke and Iowa in the South, and Wisconsin and Ohio State, a Big Ten matchup, ironically, in the West. Mm, Iowa.
3: Iowa. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Interesting. All right, I'll drop mine. I got Kentucky, Wichita. I got Wisconsin, BCU, Northern Iowa, Virginia, Utah, Iowa State. That's my lead eight. We all had Kentucky, so... <laughs> But we, we kind of run the gamut. We kind of run the gamut. You can see kind of how how the real sports guys apply their formula. And we all got a little something different, man. It's going to be interesting how this plays out. Let's get to the final fours. All right? Unveil your final fours. Larry, who do you got?
2: I got Kentucky versus Wisconsin. Okay. I got Michigan State versus the Zags.
3: Mm, mm, Gonzaga, that, that, that's one. I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. I've seen the Zags. They're good. but They got some holes. They got some holes. All right.
4: D. Wills, your final four. All right. All right, I got Kentucky against Wisconsin, Michigan State against Duke.
1: Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Sparty's getting love right now. Sparty's getting love from the real sports guys. They're getting a lot of love right now. PhD, your final four. <laughs>
4: um, so,
3: okay, I'm wait, going. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> when you start off like that, I got to get to the board. Get some ready. For oh. you. <laughs> okay. Let me get myself ready. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, guys, I'm going through very
0: vanilla here. Um, I have three number one seeds and a six seed. Uh, the sixth seed. The six seed is Providence. Uh, the three one seeds are, are Duke, Wisconsin, and Kentucky. Yeah. Sorry okay. to
3: disappoint. I, yeah. yeah, I was good. I was, I was, uh, yeah, man. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting something crazy, man. I was expecting something crazy from you, brother. In the end, in the end, it all comes it all comes clean in the end, though. My final four: yeah. I got Kentucky, I got Wisconsin, I got Virginia, and I got Iowa State. Mm. So that's my final four. Uh, Larry, championship game.
2: Well, the tough matchup for me is Kentucky versus Wisconsin, but like I said, I don't think nobody's gonna—I don't think anybody's gonna stop Kentucky. So I got them in the championship game. And then I got Michigan State against the Zags. And that's kind of a coin flip, too. But I'm going to keep going with the Zags. Let it ride. Wow.
3: Okay, Zags going to the title game. All right. D. Wills, let's get it. This is where I get the upset. I go with Wisconsin over
4: Kentucky. I always said if Bo Ryan ever let them play fluently offensively, they're going to make something happen. And then uh, and then I got Duke. So it'll be Wisconsin against Duke, a rematch of the
1: Mm,
3: Okay, okay. PhD, who you got?
0: Wisconsin
3: versus Duke. Wow! Wow! Yeah. I right. I got Kentucky. I got Kentucky and Virginia. Tony Bennett with that defense. So I got Kentucky with Virginia. Larry, champion, go.
2: Kentucky. All the way.
3: Steve Wills.
4: Go. This is for my classmate, Duye, boy. We got Wisconsin.
3: Let's bring it home, baby. Okay. Okay. First as championship for Wisconsin. Or second. I think they got one in like 1941. Uh, PAD. Champion. <laughs> go. Wisconsin. Mm, wow. Two votes for Bucky. Yeah. I went chalk in Kentucky. I got Kentucky winning it and bringing it home again. game. Um, So I got KU in the house That does it for this edition of the Real Sports Guys RealSportsGuys.com RSG Renegade Radio Brought to you by Resistance Digital Solution Till next time Everybody you should be ready to rock with the tournament Have a great day It is basketball Christmas Enjoy yourselves people Enjoy it Best time of the year Until we see you again Real Sports Guys signing off And we out